which team who finished last in their division last year have the best chance to win their division this year? Which team who won their division last year has the highest probability to finish last in said division this year? Plus, Alex Clancy's final mystery segment, third segment, Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday. Let's go, babe. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland, the best smile in the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked on Titans every day, free and available. Locked on Cardinals, Locked on Titans, Locked on NFL. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. We're going to hit some fun stuff today. We're going to go evergreen with the topics, and these are always fun to do because, you know, we could talk storylines, who could do this, what could do this win-loss record. It's too early. We're going to go big picture 2022 right now. Which team that finished la- finished last in their division last year has the best chance to win the division? One happens every year. Where's the first? Yes. Second segment, which team has the best chance of faltering from winning last year to faltering Ooh. to finishing last this year? And then my final segment, Tyler doesn't even know about yet. So you're not going to know it. about it. That's going to be the final third segment. Tyler, let's hit it off. The team that finished last last year, okay, in their division. I'm going to run them down. Which team do you think has the best chance of winning their respective division this year? So it's the Jets in the AFC East, Broncos in the AFC West, Ravens in the AFC North, Jaguars in the AFC South, and then the Giants in the NFC East, Seahawks in the NFC West, Lions in the NFC North, and Panthers in the NFC South. What do you say, Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans? Well, I think there's a there's two obvious ones. Just two staring at you in the face, obvious ones. Uh Number so I'll pick one of those and you, and you could take the other one but the number one for me is the Ravens. Yeah. They were just you've talked about this. You were you said that, you know, Lamar Jackson was your MVP last year uh before he started dealing with some injuries and the Ravens were incredibly banged up as a team in general last year. They always respond. They're well coached. It's a good organization. You can count on Baltimore to play good football. And as long as I know that they're going to play good football with the chance that they could be healthier, plus that division could be a bloodbath with Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. in there. I think the Steelers will probably be better without Big Ben uh, with, a, with a competent quarterback. The Bengals obviously are still good. But I think that Baltimore, with everything they have and if they stay healthier this year, I think Baltimore is an obvious choice to go from last place last year to win in their division this year. Yeah, I mean, that was the obvious one. And yeah, and I like the thing is, I was the reason why I think it was Lamar Jackson's best year. I didn't necessarily think he was the MVP of the league, but I think it was his best year with everybody getting hurt on the Ravens and him keeping them afloat, yeah. relying on his arm to keep them in games. Uh, you know, aside from a Clyde Edwards Alaire fumble that I think they won, they beat the Chiefs because of that towards the tail end of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you're right. Um, and I don't think there's really another one. You know, the only other one that I could think of because of the mudding of the waters and the talent level that's jumped up is the Broncos because of the emergence uh, or the uh, trade for Russell Wilson. Because I'll tell you what, Patrick Mahomes is on the Aaron Rodgers path if things don't continue and them not moving. Like, we thought when Aaron Rodgers won one, that was going to be it. 
He was right. going to win five Super Bowls, and this is even more so with Patrick Mahomes, but he got you know mm-hmm. half a billion dollars. Russell Wilson's going to come in there and add some stability towards an, to an organization right. that hasn't been stable since the first year and a half of Peyton Manning. And it's been terrible since. It's been yeah. terrible since. So I would say of the two, if I had to pick one, I'd say Denver, even though the division is more sexy with the skill position players yeah. and the quarterbacks. But I still think I trust Russell Wilson to win a game on neutral field more than I do most quarterbacks in the NFL still. Yeah, I think that's completely fair, honestly. And Denver was obviously the other team that I had written down. But I do have a third one. And I don't, it's not super obvious. Is it the AFC? No, it is not. And it is a bit of a hot take. But again, this is a team that I think I'm a little higher on than the consensus going into this year. Going to your favorite division. Oh, wait, no, that's the AFC East. I'm going to the NFC least. Hmm. I think that there is a realm of possibility that the New York football giants find a way to win that division. If Jalen Hurts doesn't progress, if A.J. Brown stays injured, as he's been a lot throughout his career, uh, if Dallas, if the offensive line isn't as good as it's been in recent years, uh, they lost Amari Cooper, if the defense, who lost some pieces doesn't, you know, stay as good as they did last year. I mean, I think, I know it's a long shot, but the Giants are a team that I think has a realistic chance because the division's not that good. They got new coaches with uh, Brian Dable taking over the offense in the head coaching role. Wink Martindale from Baltimore coming over as the defensive coordinator. I think that they have talent. In New York, you've talked about their skill position players. Saquon, yeah. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney. Um, I, I mean, I, well, I just They drafted they, Kayvon Thibodeau. They they drafted Evan uh, Neal. Evan Neal. They, yeah. Their offensive line is better. Their defensive line has Leonard Williams and <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I, hey, listen. I got a feeling that the New York Giants are going to win the NFC East. I think that they deserve to be mentioned in this conversation, even if it seems crazy, but that's all, that's all I got for this one. Let me tell you what, if I'm going to, if we're going to go crazy town USA before we get to the top, and I don't think it's crazy. I've talked about Daniel Jones. I've been a truther where we've seen enough. Oh my God. Moments. Yes. Daniel Jones. Yes. If they're accentuated by Brian Uh Dable, I don't Uh think your quarterback doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the NFL to win the division. Right. It does. Right. And and with that being said, on top (laughs) of that, if you were to tell me that the Detroit Lions don't win the division or win the division in the next three years, I would say, you know what? You're not crazy because look at what they've done. Dan Campbell, people are going to go to war for Dan Campbell. Yes. Jared Goff, if I'm a truther of any quarterback, it's Jared Goff. Okay, he won games like he <laughs> yeah. was in. It doesn't matter, but I think that the Giants and the Lions, in kind of different ways, are on the same trajectory. Where it's like, if they won nine games next year, would you be shocked? Probably not. Alex Benty, uh-huh. Tyler Rowland, locked on NFL Thursday coming up. Worst to first. Now we're going first to worst. Which teams have the best chance? Tyler going to take over the reins first. I got to tell you about Bill Bar. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna do it right here. We're recording, right? Stay here. Yeah. Yes, this is we're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live, ladies and gentlemen. Built bars. All right, I'm here. I'm back. Are the now. real deal. I'm back. Yes, now. tell them. Birthday cake puff. puff. Okay, this is this is the new featured 
built puff. Okay. It's covered in white chocolate. Like normally oh, yes. our built bars are covered in chocolate. It's the covered in white chocolate, chocolate protein infused marshmallow, 16 mm. grams of protein, 130 mm. calories. You get the mm. sprinkles and you get to eat it for breakfast. It's like getting to eat those animal, those frosted animal cookies for breakfast. Oh, I That's love pretty much those. what this is. Yeah. yeah. Even though they didn't look like animals. I mean, do a little bit better <laughs> work there. Uh, you know about Bill Bar. We talked about it a lot. The reason why I get up, because we do these live reads every day, I want to show you. I just wanted to show you that we had them. We have them. Yes. Go to Bill.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. Football fans, we are going to continue this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Again, I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland of the Locked On Titans Podcast. Alex Clancy, host of the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure to check out your local favorite teams, Locked On podcast if uh you like basketball you like baseball you like football you like all of it we got a locked on podcast for you in your local market so make sure you check that out but we just talked about teams that could potentially go from last in their division in 2021 to first in their division in 2022 me and Alex mentioned the obvious ones Broncos and Ravens but had some hot takes in there with me for the Giants Alex, looking at the Lions as a team that could potentially surprise, if not make it all the way to number one in the division, could definitely surprise. But you know, it. Hey, I think it, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I, your little comment about in the next three years, trying to couch it, I see you, classic radio professional here, Alex Clancy. But uh, with that being said, we're going to move it forward to the teams that finished first in their division last year that have the best chance to fall to last. And I have a couple more of those than I had the other topics. So excited to dive in there. Uh, Alex, I'll let you take the reins here. If there's one team that finished first in their division last year that can slide to last place, who is it? I know who it is. Say the right answer. I mean, there's two, but one's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's one. And and the reason why is the the division got better. Yes. Okay. Washington, not they got, but I mean, Carson Wentz is an adult. So was Tyler he- Taylor Heineke. I was like, he showed flashes. We're not going to revisit Tyler Rowland. Okay. <laughs> My love affair for a couple of weeks with Tyler Heineke. It was him running and hitting the pylon, diving out against I the Patriots, against the, against the, the Bucks in the playoffs the year before. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, so I have two. It's the Cowboys. And then the other one is tough because it's, the divisions have gotten better, and there's an easy one, and I'm going to take the easy one, and it's the it's the um, it's the Bengals, um, Ooh, just because okay. like, and we talked about this. The team that was in last place midway through the season, we're like, which team can win the division? Both yeah. of us said the Bengals midway through uh-huh. the season, so we saw it. Yep. But that run without the offensive line, like that was just a it went against all rational thought. So I'm yeah. going to say the Cowboys because the Cowboys didn't get better. In my no. opinion, they didn't get no. better. The Eagles got better. Washington stayed the same, maybe got a little bit better with their draft picks and, and getting Carson Wentz. And then mm. the Giants got better. The Gi- If yep. the Giants are healthy, as you mentioned last segment, they're not a four-win team, and that's going to be difficult for Dallas because they're banking on those NFC East wins to win the division. 
So yes. I'm going to say Cowboys first and then Bengals second. Okay, I'm surprised. that oh. n- Neither of those teams were the answer that I was oh. expecting. Uh, oh. But I will say, out of the four teams that I had written down, that is two of them. I Dallas's offense may not be as good. They lost Amari Cooper. The offensive line isn't going to be as good. Uh, Tyron Smith is always hurt. You know, I, I just don't. They lost Leal Collins. I don't think that the Cowboys' offense is going to be as good. And they lost some pieces on defense. So I just, I agree with you. I don't see how Dallas got any better and the teams around them did get better, even if it's just marginally better. I think Wentz does make Washington better than they were with Taylor Heineke. Uh, I think that the additions that the Eagles made, namely a top 10 wide receiver and A.J. Brown, I think that's great. And speaking of A.J. Brown, the team that I think is clearly the favorite to go from first to last in their division. I didn't want to say it. Is the team that I cover, the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. They got rid of the MVP of their football team. The guy who saved them on multiple occasions over and over again for multiple years. Saved them. Everybody's all Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Uh, newsflash, folks. Derrick Henry's a running back. The Titans got 937 rushing yards out of Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman. A.J. Brown is what made the Tennessee Titans special. They got nine sacks in the playoff game and lost. Don't tell me about the defense being improved. The Titans' defense is a little bit better, maybe. The defense is basically the same. The only difference is now you take out Jackrabbit Jenkins, who's been a solid man-corner veteran for a decade, and you put in Caleb Farley, who hasn't been able to stay on the field for more than a couple games for multiple years. I mean, the Colts are better. The Jags have a real NFL coach now, and if Trevor Lawrence goes superstar mode while having a real NFL coach who's won a Super Bowl, the Jags could win seven games. The Texans, they're the ones who give me pause. I I don't see the Texans being better than, you know, 6-11. and 11. But if Ryan Tannehill were to get hurt, Derrick Henry were to break down again, the secondary full of youth for the Titans doesn't step up, I think there's a great chance. That I, I, they got to be the favorite for this category, the Titans, dropping from first place at twelve and five in the conference, all the way to last in their division. I think it's possible. The second team that I'm going to mention here is Tampa Bay, and it's one reason and one reason only. If Tom Brady gets hurt, yeah. If Tom Brady gets hurt, if Tom Brady were to get hurt early in the season with a significant injury. I don't want to see that. I'm hoping we don't see that. I want Brady to go out on the right terms with a playoff loss like he deserves. <laughs> but the reality here is he is an old man. And if he gets hurt, I think the Bucks are screwed because their backup quarterback situation, Kyle Trash, I mean Trask, my bad. Sorry, Brandon Olsen, locked oh, on Gators. Uh, my guy, the most vulgar guy I know, <laughs> uh, which is tough uh, talking to you. Uh, but. Jeez. I'm a gentleman and a scholar and a prince, <laughs> my mom thinks. But either way, yeah, if, if Tom, if TB were to get hurt, TB would be screwed, in my opinion. So that's a worst-case scenario for them. But I think the Titans are the obvious favorite, but I agree with you that Dallas-Cincinnati are, are good options as well. So that's uh, our, our first-to-worst category after going worst-to-first to begin yeah. the show. Now it is time to open up. Alex's mystery crate of doom. Very excited for whatever the heck 
we are going to talk about next. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information for all the latest odds, props, and lines, including anything you want on the NBA Finals, NBA Conference Finals, Major League Baseball's regular season, the, the fights, boxing, UFC, even next year's NFL futures. Make sure you head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Final segment locked on NFL Thursday at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Every day, you can hear him screaming into a microphone talking about the AJ Brown trade. Like, let me tell you what, and follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. I scream about stuff too. what? Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. We've got a masterful lineup here. I'll tell you what. Monday through Friday. Some of the best. Um, you handled your couldn't be more incorrect thought process on AJ Brown being traded <laughs> with grace. Did you get did you get freezing cold take, cold freezing take? Or no? I did. I Freezing did. I did. Actually, uh, my best friend, uh, like locally, my my best friend in my whole life, uh, DM'd Old Takes Exposed to make sure that I got retweeted by Badass. Freezing Cold Takes. So, Badass. Uh, get, get yourself good friends, folks. That's, that's <laughs> get yourself good friends. Yeah, but you know what? You handled it like you didn't erase tweets. You didn't no, do anything. Like what? it was, but it was just like. If you would have seen it, we're going to get to what I want to talk about in a second, but it's bro time also. You know, we could do both of these. The The live NFL draft uh, feed that we had on the Locked On NFL channel was incredible. Peter Bukowski yeah, was awesome. and the Locked On NFL draft guys, they would have a couple of us on. They had me on after the Cardinals drafted Trey McBride, and I went insane. Tyler mm-hmm. looked like he had his candy bar stolen from him on his birthday. That when is when they happened. interviewed him, like there was a smile, like I got to keep a – you know when kids like nod right when they're about to cry? Like, are you Okay. They, they nod and then they yeah. start bawling their eyes out. It was yeah. the nodding phase for mm-hmm. Tyler right after yes. he got traded. So True. the reason why I bring that up is because the mystery, Clancy's mystery segment today is what was the most impactful move of the offseason so far? Could be a draft pick, could be a trade, could be a free agent signing. And I'm not talking about for both teams. I'm talking about for the team that acquired the player they wanted or traded away the player they wanted and got the draft capital for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go first because I, you know, I think it's only fair to give Tyler at least 30 seconds to prep before he says anything because he didn't know what the segment was going to be. The most impactful move this offseason for me was Khalil Mack to the Chargers. And, you know, there's a bunch of different ones, you know, and Tyler's going to give a couple like, I'm not going to run these off. Tyler's going to give his, then we can discuss honorable mentions. The reason why it's Khalil Mack to the Chargers is because that was like the final piece with everything else that they were trying to do. They signed J.C. Jackson, good piece, okay? They'd already drafted Asante Samuel. They had Mm -hmm. Derwin James. When he's on the field, he's arguably pound for pound a top five player in the league. Yeah. Okay? They have Joey Bosa. They took care of the offensive line in the draft the last couple years. What they needed was a pass rusher alongside Joey Bosa to finish the masterpiece. They've Mm -hmm. got the offensive players. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa 
are the scariest. People just forgot about Khalil Mack. Maybe because he was getting triple teamed. Not everybody's Aaron Donald, man. Not everybody can just rip through triple teams and just eat people's, eat grown men's breakfast. Like Khalil Mack. And then when you have Joey Bosa and him on the same side of the field, like how do you block both guys, the rushers on the same side of the field? Mm -hmm. How do you have one-on-one tackles on the outside on both sides? How many tight ends are you going to have chipping? How many running backs or fullbacks or whatever? That is a murderer's row of guys that people have just forgotten about. And I feel like Khalil Mack, the most impactful, maybe not the most star-studded, the most impactful, I think, is Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Especially for a second-round pick, whatever the hell they got him for. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. And this is what happens when we go into Alex's mystery crate. I looked at this a totally different way. Hmm. I looked at it. You're zoomed in on which move is the most impactful for a team. I'm looking at what was the most impactful thing for the NFL this year. And to me... It's the trade of A.J. Brown. And let me explain why. Okay. So when we see Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill get traded for massive packages and get massive contracts, okay, they're guys who have been two of the top five wide receivers in the NFL for multiple years, for quite some time now. Okay, they've proven it. They've shown it. Consistency. Year in and year out, two of the top five guys. So that set the stage for this crazy wide receiver explosion. But I think what really, really, truly summarizes this wide receiver explosion that we've seen this summer is the A.J. Brown trade. Because like I said with Adams and Hill, those guys were proven top five commodities. A.J. Brown has played three seasons. A.J. Brown has been on and off the field constantly over those three years with injuries. Okay? And for a player of that caliber, with three years of service, with uh, injury concerns, for a player of that quality and that experience Mm -hmm. to deliberately backdoor set up a trade and a deal with the Eagles, to backdoor the Titans after they said, uh, Mike Rabel, we'll never trade A.J. Brown while I'm the coach. John Robinson, effusive praise. They did not want to trade him. Right. They wanted to negotiate the deal and get a good deal done. AJ didn't get his initial offer accepted. And his agent slammed the door and said, we will never come back here. We're not talking to you. We're not talking to your position coaches. We're not talking to anybody. You will trade us. Tory Dandy, a CAA. Yeah. So let and me, to, so, uh, to okay, leak that thing with Debo Samuel where they're talking on the phone about what the offer is, the way that AJ came out and talked to Teron Davenport, Davenport from ESPN said the Titans only offered $16 million, which is absolute garbage. Of course they didn't offer $16 million when Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, and DJ Moore just got three years $60 million. They're obviously going to make an offer around twenty at minimum. So I think for, and it's not because, you know, AJ is bad or anything, but with the injury concerns, with only three years in the NFL, to force a move and show that kind of player power, that right there is more impactful to the league as a whole going forward than Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, who deserved the money that they got and have proven it for multiple years in the league that they're a top five wide receiver. This A.J. Brown deal, I think, truly signifies the new wave. And I think it's funny how some of the more consistent, better teams have decided to let these top flight wide receivers go and go other routes. 
Is that right or wrong? We'll see in the coming years. But that A.J. Brown trade really shows how crazy this wide receiver market has got. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And I, the reason why I wanted to cut you off because I wanted you to tell everybody if they didn't know the number that was leaked and you ended up saying it anyways. I mean, all you needed yeah. to see was the video in the, in the war room of the Titans with Mike Vrabel getting up and pretty much storming Pissed. out when, yeah. when the trade happened. Um, mm-hmm. And this goes back to our and, – and I can appreciate that because let, let's go on this storyline here. Um, what did I ask you months ago? Like yep. if if wide receivers start to force themselves out early, mm-hmm. is that going to force teams to draft wide receivers much higher because yep. you can, you're going to get three years of cheap of cheap employment of inexpensive employment before yep. another team inevitably wants to pay them more than you're willing to pay them. It's like yeah. it's a like with quarterbacks you're going to have a little bit more stability with quarterbacks because they're obviously more important, but. It's tougher to be ready to go at that level. Like, look at Jamar Chase. Look at Justin Jefferson. You don't get quarterbacks making that kind of impact in their rookie year very often. It just simply doesn't happen. So I I think along with how good wide receivers are coming out of college and how quickly they can make an impact, along with these crazy demands get happening earlier and earlier for some of these wide receivers. Alex, you were ahead of the curve. I, I pushed back at it, which makes for good content, but yeah. I got to give you your credit. You were spot on that the wide receiver market will now dictate draft plans and, and how teams operate going forward. I think you're right. It's so, I mean, for us, awesome. Yeah, like, sure. Cool. More NBA like, trades, more superstar yeah, trades I mean, dude, and content. Like, here's the thing, and and we've talked about this, and we got to get out of here, but we, we got three minutes. Who cares? I mean, we're Ross, we're in the conference. Eight, eight, eight. Okay. <laughs> um, is there going to be a time where there's no rookie skill contract anymore? Are we like not like absolute, but like right. okay, you know what? Any team can pay any player who they draft whatever they want, no trade clause, no restructure. If you don't play, you don't get paid. Obviously the teams will protect themselves and the NFL will back that up. But it's like, you know what? If you want to give Drake London a hundred million dollars for four years, no So that he doesn't try to force himself out early. And if you don't play, you don't get paid. Yep. Do it. Whatever you want. Like, I don't think, I think it's the NFL is doing themselves a disservice. The team's a disservice by doing this because you're not giving the full extent of maturity of these young players in their same garb to do it Mm -hmm. with them. And now AJ Brown, him being a Titan is going to be a laughable event five years from now. They're not going to remember. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. It's crazy. And here's my thing. Like you're talking about, I don't know if they'll ever go full blown. You can give them whatever you want, but you look at the NBA and the NBA has uh, escalators to where guys can make more money based on if they made all NBA teams, based on if they made uh, all-star games, stuff like that is built into the contract. And they have stuff like that built into NFL contracts as well, incentive-based things. But I think you can take it to a whole nother level. Like, um, you know, A.J. Brown was set to make about 4 $5 million in his fourth year. And that's the, where the consternation comes from. What if, like Debo Samuel just made first-team All-Pro. What if... San Francisco could do a one-year escalator if player makes all-team or makes first-team all-pro in the first three seasons. You can give the player a one-time raise from $5 million to $20 million. Basically, put them on the franchise tag one year early. You know what I mean? If there were escalators or incentives in there that would allow teams to significantly increase the pay for these players before their rookie... Because the NFL has always been about 
control of the players. The NFL, for better or for worse, you're listening, the NFL has always had more control over their players than any other league. Look at non-guaranteed deals. The NFL is the only professional sports league with non-guaranteed deals. At, for the most part, the NBA has some, but pretty right. much every NBA player you see from 1 to 12 is on a fully guaranteed deal throughout the life of their contract. Same with the MLB. The NFL has always found a way to keep control over their players financially, and they will find a way to stop these players from having power over the teams. Those 32 old billionaires are going to sit in that room and find a way to win financially as they've all won throughout their entire lives at the meeting room. So... I think that the things that we're talking about, allowing teams to pay these guys a little bit more to keep them happy early, I think that that would be, based on the players earning it through incentives, I think that's probably the the next step before we get to the step that you're explaining. But that's going to do it for us today, guys. The Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed very much. Make sure you're back for Thursday. Chris Carter, your boy Q, going to be back to break down everything you guys need to know on Friday. That's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland, and my co-host, Alex Clancy. Thank you for tuning in to the Locked On NFL Podcast. And make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Take care. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.